Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer in studio today. Travis Waldstein, air serve heating and air conditioning and council bluffs. Okay, Travis, just how much influence did you have over the decision in Iowa City that is now Brian Ferentz will not have his contract extended and he's going to be done at the end of this season? I, I would love to say that I've got Beth, or Beth gets his number on speed dial, but my buddy Dan Knip up in Cedar Falls has had conversations with her. So I'm going to thank Dan, you know, <laughs> since he's been up there tailgate before the football games, you know, he's maybe, you know, we've been swinging some input that way. So. I wonder though, that, I mean, there's rumors. I mean, is this spelling the end of Kirk's run? Is he right. thinking about, is he mad about this? I don't know. I can't well, tell. Well, Kirk was on Hawk Talk last night and he was talking to Dolph and he told Dolph, he says, he's not done coaching. He plans on being back. He's been part of the program for 34 years. He's 68, so it's half his life. It's his life's work. Is he happy about the decision? No, but he like he still loves coaching. He likes being around the kids. He loves what he's doing. He doesn't want to go travel in the RV with Mary. So... Kirk's not going anywhere. Now we might we might get jo, uh, J- John Budmeyer, and he might run the Brian Ferentz 2.0 offense. That's what I'm worried about. But we will have so we can yell at John instead of Brian. Well, hopefully he breaks out of his box with the OC. But we'll see. But I Kirk Kirk's not going anywhere. At least not for a couple of years for sure. Well, I'm I, I've. I, I've always liked Kirk Ferentz. Had an opportunity to meet him. Interviewed him. He's very accommodating to everyone, and I think he's good for the state. You know, I met him in 2012. Went to the governor's ball. Thanks to Jeff Ballinger, he invited me, and and was way underdressed for it. I did not wear overalls that night. I know that might shock everybody here. So, but governor's ball at night at, at night and midnight in Des Moines. He comes. We're staying at the Hilton Holiday in downtown Des Moines, and here comes Kirk and Mary. And of course, Jeff's a big Nebraska fan. And so Kirk comes over, we're talking. My wife got a picture with Jeff and him. And then me and Kirk, we talked for a few minutes and told told Jeff that, well, he finally met a real football coach, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was great. Fantastic. Down to earth. I mean, you know, that was one time I've met him directly, him and his wife. He spent, I mean, he spent half his life, life there. Kids. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's disappointed. But you know what? Every sometimes in business, you got to be put in your place, and well, oh, that's yeah. happened to me once or twice. Yeah, you know, it it is what it is. But I'm I'm happy. I I think I was going to finish out strong. I I think this will galvanize the team. I'm not predicting an offensive reinvigoration, but I I think this will galvanize the team. That's my opinion. Well, on the uh, topic of Circle of Trades, yes. you brought a guest in studio yeah. today. And any time that you bring somebody in from CBBC, I'm a big fan of that oh, because yeah. I like everybody that's in there. And Kendra Shustig is one of those folks. So. Thank God you said her last thing because I always screw it up. Hi, Kendra. How are you? I'm great. Uh, you know, it's no stranger that most people can't pronounce my last name. So thank you, Todd, for doing it correctly. Yeah. The way to do it is you just have to grab the tiger by the tail and go for it. Yep. Because if you if you stop and think about it, you're going to stumble. Yeah, because I'll say Shostig, Shostig, Kendra S. I said, it's a hell of a lot easier to say Forrest I'll be done with it. And most accounts of Boston know who she is. So. Yeah, Kendra with the red hair. You yeah, know, most there, people know who that is. There, there you go. So I've seen you been doing some, you doing some wedding shopping to be with your sister. I've seen some stuff. On oh, Facebook. yeah. My sister is getting married in June. So that has been the hot topic of our family. Our personal life has been following her around to different bridal shops. And then we have bridesmaids shopping here in a couple of weeks. So, so all the good things. So is she a bridezilla? 
No, she not yet. Anyway, <laughs> listen, it's it's that's eight, it's June early. is eight months away. <laughs> it's early, but no, we're really happy for her and Nate. Nate is a police officer for CBPD, so we could not be more happy. She works for the crime scene division, so it's kind of a a match made in heaven. <laughs> there, 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 there you go. Yeah, I've seen a lot of pictures of that. So, so Kendra is in a business group. She, she's also she has she's got a college degree, I believe. You, I got a couple. Got a, see, she's got a couple degrees. So you know, but we're gonna talk trade. She, she works for. I'm gonna let her tell a little bit of her story. But her current position is with ADP, and she's only been like promoted like four times. So <laughs> I, I'm not gonna tell you what position she's got at this point. I'll let you tell a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I've um, well, thank you, Travis, for having me on. It really means a lot. Being a part of the CBBC group has really grown my network here. Born and raised here, but professionally, the CBBC network has really helped me a lot. So ADP is where I'm at today. I love it. You know, they treat us really well. Like Travis has mentioned, I've been fortunate to get promoted even recently. So now see, my... <laughs> see, she got promoted again. So. Yeah. My most, my newest title is Senior District Manager. That's a fancy way of saying I have all of Council Bluffs, Omaha, Sioux City, Lincoln, everywhere in between. Pretty much anything west of Des Moines and then east of Lincoln, including Lincoln, is my territory. But what I do is I help businesses really lower the playing field when it comes to bigger competition. So I help them get affordable health care and workers' comp. I help them arm themselves with the technology to run the payroll and then have dedicated support when they don't know what to do. A lot of business owners I speak with are very passionate about the industry that they're in especially skilled trades. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times those owners got into business because they want to do things their own way. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about there. So. <laughs> but sometimes you need somebody to, to lean on for more of the HR-related items, right? So having that support team to do that has been helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 great. You know, like I was telling you this morning, I said that, oh, by ADP has a great date. They'd like to do follow-up, and they want to make sure you're spending more money with them, you know. <laughs> So I had some guy from Pennsylvania call me. I said, well, and I said, I'm doing with Kendra, with the local rep, and, you know, she's pretty high up locally here. Well, who is it? I spelled out the last name for her. Oh, I'll contact her and see if we can help in any way. I'm like, thank you very much. Click, you know. So it's like I got my point of contact. I don't need to deal with – I just want to deal with Kendra. Well, I'll deal with Connor too, I What guess. I know very much about Travis is he likes to have that local person that he can call if there's any kind of issues, questions, or anything else, and he likes to have the call quickly. And when you are – three or four down the chain from being able to reach that person, it can be frustrating. So the fact that he has you, oh, yeah. I, I think is key to knowing that that relationship is just going to flourish from there. Well, and I respect that so much. You know, there's been a couple of times where we've had hiccups, right? Yep. And Travis calls and, and I pick up, yeah. right? That's she, the important part is she, working she, through that. She she picks up and then she listens to me at the babble for a little bit. I'm like, can you please fix this or call somebody <laughs> to fix it? And there it is. Well, that's the same thing, though, that I've heard you talk about it with your business philosophy. You answer your phone. Yeah. And if you don't, you make sure that you're calling them back. Years ago, when I had a painting company and I talked with uh, somebody, I've told you this before, Travis, that I asked him, I said, if you were going to hire a painter, what would be one of the qualities you're looking for? And he said, first and most important, call me back. Yep. If I call and I have to leave a message, call me back. How many industries or how many you know smaller businesses don't do that because they think, well, I've got the business I need now, but 
you're not going to tomorrow if you keep up with that philosophy. So that in itself is, is I can understand completely why it is that you want to do business this way. Well, what's cool with her and anybody that I want to do business with, but particularly her, listen, ADP is huge. You do what, one in five, everybody's paid her on the country. Yeah. I, I remember that. So, so <laughs> I, I, I've ingrained it in your head. Yeah, yeah. I, I can count to five now. So I, I, I my education starting to kick in here. So, you know, but here's the deal. You know, she's got she's got a team. And obviously, if you're the district mayor, how many people do you have underneath you now? So I have partners that report up to me. So I have about seven partners that I work with okay. that bring me in in different situations. I lean on them, too, though. You know, mm-hmm. that there's certain businesses that would just like to run payroll. Well, yeah. I have a partner for that, right? And I'll introduce them. But I also stay very close to those relationships, especially the ones here in Council Bluffs, because I want people, when they think of ADP, Think of me, right? Mm-hmm. Especially here in my hometown. Well, and I think that's very important. That's one of the things where we, when we've had issues. Now, obviously, you know, we've had a couple issues, but they say, hey, Kendra, you know, and it's not her job. I called you, what, last week at five. Well, I gave her a bad time. I called to give her a bad time partially, and she was home doing laundry. And I go, well, A, her payroll don't work. And then I started giving her a bad time, something about one, or, one of her husband's friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> Another small town, right? Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. I really love what you just said, though, Kendra, because ADP is a huge, huge company. And you said, I want these people to think of me when they think of ADP. ADP, my get, that's thinking like an entrepreneur. That's taking a, a corporate job, essentially, that you are part of a very, very large organization, but you're taking ownership of your portion of it. And I, I think that is highly commendable. Well, thank you. I've um, always thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I was the kid, my, my brother, he raced dirt bikes. And so my family loved that. And that's cool. Like, I'll, I'll go. But I would set up little stands of bracelets or flip-flops, and I used to tie them. Do you remember when those were popular yeah. back in the 90s? That was always my thing of, like, how can I make the best of any situation? And ADP is a product that I can stand by, and I can talk to my friends and family and say, I know I can help you with this. Well, and, and there's a lot, and for employees and for employers, I mean, healthcare, workman's comp, you know, I'm sure there's some tax, limiting tax liability. I mean, there's a lot, lots of deals. So it's huge. So she got lots of resources, but I call it, I say, okay, hey, Kendra, I've got this issue. And actually we got to talk about possibly add a couple services. And that was part of the long winded conversation yesterday. And I said, well, I'm going to talk with her and we'll deal with that. But you, I have that point of contact. And frankly, I would rather, if she's got someone to refer me to, I'd much rather talk to her her contact. Let's say it's Connor that does the payroll stuff. He is a Nebraska fan, but his father-in-law is the head wrestling coach in Nebraska. We love but, Connor. So I can't hate the guy. <laughs> no, that's... You, you, that's, that's pretty a, cool, actually. So. That is a that is a legitimate reason. Yeah, that's, yeah, especially at wrestling. I can't hate him too bad for that. But, but here's the thing. But she's got her people. It's just like I have my people. If I need something that we can't do, but I need a subcontractor or somebody that can come help me on a pre- I have my people that I call, you know, and, and that's good. And that's how you build, that's how you make your local economy. It keeps people involved, you know, with, with, with what you do. So talk to me now, you, you've got two degrees. So what are your two degrees? Yeah. So I graduated, well, I'm a four sport athlete for a college athlete. I played basketball at Ashford University. So very proud of that. I got my bachelor's in business administration. Okay. And then I think I did what most college kids, college grads do. They, they move in with their parents and say, I don't have a job. I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> I have this piece of paper that says I'm qualified to do something, but 
what is that? You know? Drink. <laughs> that would be mine. <laughs> so I, um, I started to apply to be a graduate assistant at some local smaller colleges that I could still do basketball, but then also get paid to get my master's. Oh. So I have my master's degree in organizational leadership. So I'm very passionate about business and then growing the leaders of that organization. So I'm also a part of the leadership emerging program at ADP where I have a couple of mentees that I help support, guide them through the process. It's just a passion of mine, but not just outside of work too. I'm a mentor for the UNO Women's Mavericks basketball team. So we really? meet with them. Oh, yeah, I had no idea. So we're learning all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a board member for the Boys and Girls Clubs yeah. here locally both for the Council Bluffs and Carter Lake location, and then also the Iowa Sportsplex. I'm a board member there. So any way I can give back to the kids and kind of be a role model or be that person that I idolized growing up, that's Mm -hmm. what I try to do. You're involved in a lot of stuff. I I try to. I also have two littles at home. Yeah, she does have two littles. So mom is my favorite title. Yeah, mom's her favorite title. Well, she's got her third child, which is Jeremy. So He's he's the oldest, you know. Yeah, he's the oldest child. He's out fishing and hunting and doing all this play golf with those contractor friends so i happen to know jeremy a little bit he's in the same kind of the same profession i do oh yeah i rat i raz him and then i call her and she'd be like your husband's having fun again and you're back home working but then m- mom gets her trip so you know uh-huh. it, that's how that it's works give and take give and take that's what a partnership's about that's right? why you went sashinaya a couple weeks ago right is oh, that yeah. how that works oh yeah all of me and my best girlfriends went down and that was fun for a little dallas trip well, you know that that how big of a sports fan travis is oh, yeah. i i'm i am also a big sports fan but i also come at it from a little bit of a different angle because i have seen so often how much sports and involvement with sports can translate into so many different areas in life. Oh, yeah. And I've seen a lot of people achieve high levels of success that they, I, I believe, learned about hard work and dedication from whatever team that they were involved in. And I'm curious whether, you know, this is your experience and the fact that you're still involved with it, I think, speaks volumes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sports are an, a, a pivotal piece of who I am, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it does come back to the mentors and the teams that I've had. Um, I'm a graduate from Lewis Central. So when I think of a coach, I think of Hannafin, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, he was the type of guy where we would have um, people come out to us afterwards after the game say he was really yelling at you like are you girls okay we're like we like it when he yells at us like Chris is we, just loud we, we know it comes from a good spot but as much as he would tell us like what corrections would need to be made he was our biggest praiser yeah. like and I try to emulate that a little bit when I do do some coaching for for my little kiddos too so my, my, my favorite moment with Chris and actually Jim Duggan was not maybe their favorite moment I think is it 2014 up at Harlan 2013 at Harlan Chris Hanifid and Doug had both got 15-yard sideline penalties because the ref had made a horrible call and pretty much Chris got his point across and so did, right. so did Jim. So, you know, if there's any question whether they hear Chris or not, no doubt. Great dude, love him. But that was – and I'm like I told him the next day, he says, you might have got the penalty, but they deserved it. <laughs> and my, my high school basketball coach got a double technical going into the fourth quarter because he had just had enough. Happen, right? I've seen it. <laughs> so I want to ask about the leadership because obviously, so when you go for a man, is, is, leader, is it just a master's of leadership? Or... It's, it's, yep, organizational leadership. So basically what that degree gives 
me the autonomy to do is meet with businesses and get in there. And what I originally thought was I was going to be able to coach up teams within organizations, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of what I thought I was going to do. But when I got out of, when I got my master's, I started to kind of Google different jobs and Mutual of Omaha had a leadership and recruiter kind of position. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that's what it was going to be is they moved me to Florida. I obviously knew where Florida was, but being from the Midwest, I had no idea where Mm -hmm. Sarasota was. It is the most beautiful, beautiful beaches. I mean, Mm -hmm. Siesta Key has been the number one rated beach in the country over the past five, six years. So Mm -hmm. it was paradise and it was something that I needed to go and do, like kind of, you know, expand my wings. I knew no one, but it was a pivotal point for me because I knew I wanted to do something different. So I started to coach up some financial reps. And then I just kind of got into recruiting and then somehow stumbled into PEO. And now I'm at ADP. You know, it's just funny how, like, your your life just kind of evolves right in in front of you. Mm -hmm. But when I got my degree, that's what I thought I would do is kind of start my own business Mm -hmm. and be kind of a coach for other companies to get all their employees on the same page develop those leadership programs for them the 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 term to get used and i really don't like this i don't like the term but i think electric synergy is a term that i use yeah it's it's kind of like shoulder season i hate that term too Uh, (laughs) that's a that's a totally different story for a totally different day mark moodland if you heard me say that it's it is what it is so but i have to imagine anytime you walk into a business you've been to my shop a couple Uh times but anytime you walk into a business or you talk to a business owner, I can imagine with your leadership background or whatever, you probably walk in just with open eyes and listen, and you probably start dissecting that business in your mind. Am I correct or am I wrong with You're that? You're 100% on. I'm starting to feel vibes for culture. I'm starting to see what people are doing in the back. Like, how can we get everybody to be a part of the common goal? I'm noticing people on their cell phones. Well, why are they disengaged? Are there mm. ways that we can get them involved? And that's why I've chosen to work at ADP is because we have so many different offerings to engage your employees, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a sales conversation. I'm in sales. I, I recognize that. But I think of myself as a consultant. Like, I want to mm-hmm. sit down and have a business conversation with you. Where are some holes that we can help put it all together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And a majority of that is your employees. So, like, yeah. let's have those conversations. Well, they're your more uh, – I mean, in my business, my employees – from my customer service gals to my employees in the field. I mean, I can't, I'm, I can't sit here today and, and do this if it's not for them. You got to pay them well. You know, benefits are different to different people. A 20-year-old that's living with his mom and dad at home don't really care a whole lot about benefits. They want to know about money and what time they're going to be off to go do play Fortnite or do whatever mm-hmm. 20-year-olds do in this day and age. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. But older, and you got to kind of – everybody's different you got to find find that balance but you know and you have to be an employer that's i would say inclusive now you know you walk into my shop there's a lot of hawkeye stuff and if you're a nebraska (laughs) fan i'm obviously going to give you a bad time or a broncos or a vikings or a cowboys fan i mean you know i listen i'm a falcons fan and when he throws it at me it's more out of just sadness. You see, that he's like, I just feel so bad yeah. for you. <laughs> I, 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 I am the HR problem in my building, and I know it. I own it, and this is why we need people like her, because they have an HR department, too. And it, believe me, if she was probably my HR person, she'd probably fire me. I probably would have been fired 10 <laughs> we, times ago. We'd have a couple of conversations. <laughs> I think, though, the reality, Kendra, is if someone's calling you and uh, wants to have a meeting with you, they have a problem. 
they have a problem they need solved. And maybe it's a minor problem, maybe it's a major one. So if you're coming in there with those solutions and you're not adding to their to-do list, you're actually taking something off, then that's the that's the channel that is going to make you successful because anytime you can make somebody else's life easier, mm-hmm. that is, I, I think that's why we're all, regardless of what it is that we're doing, we're trying to improve the quality of our own lives. And th- that includes what goes on at work. Right. And all those little things add up, you know what I mean? And it all comes back to time. And where do you want to spend your time? Most business owners get into business because they want to run that business. They have a mission or they have a vision of where they want that business to go. They don't care about payroll or taxes or compliance. Like they want someone else to do that red tape. And that's what our ADP total source system does. You know, you're the worksite employer. You do the hiring, the firing, the day-to-days. But all the admin stuff, because ADP total source is actually paying your employees, that falls onto ADP's shoulders. Mm -hmm. So we really remove that. I was having this exact conversation 45 minutes ago, and actually your name came up, and it was, it was with Amy Dillard. She's looking at her business, and she started talking about payroll. And I'm like, you got better things to do than try to figure out taxes and quarterly filings. I said, just go talk to Kendra and set up. You got better things to do, and you can be much more productive doing this than trying to save yourself a couple bucks for doing payroll. And, you know, if she just had one or two, it's, listen, I just want to be able to hit a butt, you know, it through the hours, Everything pops out, said, done. I want the taxes to be done, the quarterlies, the 941s. I don't want to deal with all that stuff, you know. Yeah, but you're not excited about that. God, Give no. it to us. Give it to the nerds, right? Like, yeah. let us handle that, right? <laughs> nerds rule the world. We just, you just have to admit it. So, <laughs> so, but you got, you, like I said, you got two, your two kids. Now yeah. your kids are pretty young yet. So yeah. preschool, not, they're not, well, one's not even preschool age. So talk to them about, talk about them for a couple seconds. Yeah. So Jackson will be four in February. He just started school in preschool at College View. Okay. He has Mr. Moore. We love Mr. Moore okay. and he has all these new friends and he's just all boy. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's the guy, he's the kid that's going face first down the slide on the playground. He's always coming home in bruises. He just <laughs> is one of those kids that is happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My daughter, she'll be two in December, and they say there's something different about that second child, right? Well, she's also a girl, and she's got this beautiful little spiral curls, and she knows that she's got it going on. She is going to rule the world someday, and just watch out, man. She is something else. I I have seen that at, at that young of an age. I remember back when my son was little, and he had this smile that would melt just about anybody, and... We were, at, we were out to eat one. We were up at Texas Roadhouse, and uh-huh. he's, and she came by, the server came by, and can I get you anything else? And he just looks up, and he says, may I please have some more applesauce? And, <laughs> and the girl about started crying. <laughs> yeah, that charm, the, that yeah. look in your eye, that little sparkle. My, my grandma had that. My grandma, I think most grandmas have this, but I'm biased. I think my grandma had the best of this. I would walk into her house, and I'd open the door. And she would say, hi, how are you? And just by that, like her intention and the look in her eye, like she wanted you to know that you were the best part of her day. And mm-hmm. Julia does that with strangers in the middle of high V. Hi, you know, that's, like that's that's engaging. Cool. That's yeah. very awesome. Yeah. My, 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 my kids might have been flipping them the finger. 
We're looking for some sales help. Is she, is she in the market to work yeah, yet? Yeah. Maybe in about 16 years. <laughs> 16 years. So, yeah, we might have to divide Todd by then, you know. So I don't know that that's going to happen, but that's a different Yeah, we, 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 we won't go there. So, but, uh, so obviously, you're involved, I, you're community, you, I knew about the Iowa West Foundation. So talk a little bit about the boys and girls. Because obviously, to me, that's giving back two kids you're giving back to the younger generation who have not been through been to been to college haven't figured out what they're doing i'm not i'm gonna let you talk about because you know more about them what i do but that's a cool part of what you were just talking about here so talk about your experience what you're doing with that definitely so i've i'm a recent a newly recent board member i've only been with them for a couple of months but what we have are some really cool initiatives we're building a brand new building in the carter lake facility that is one of the largest boys and girls clubs and like Everybody here in the Omaha Council Bus Metro area wants to go there. Mm-hmm. It was land that was gifted over. And now it's like, like when you think of camp, you think of like being out in the forest, being on the water, canoeing. That's what that club has to offer. And the facility that we used to have didn't really reflect, you know, that. This new one is going to be state of the art. We just had a recent uh, beam signing for it. And all the communities really kind of gather around. Carter Lake has an awesome community. Like, oh, yeah, you, they do. You know, like they are all in on this project. And it's just been really good to get back with the kids in the community. You know? I, 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 I'm going to give a shout out here to Carla. My, my youngest son played baseball. I knew that Tyler Doremus, Tony Doremus, his boy played baseball. And then Jack Robbins, or three kids, what school? And they played baseball from fifth through eighth grade over in the Carter Lake League. And, you know, Kibi Kessler's been around there for years. I don't know if you've ever met Kibi. You'll meet Kibi eventually. You can't miss him. <laughs> uh, he's Mr. Carter Lake himself. And I'm going to tell you, you can knock Car Lake, but there's a lot of good things mm-hmm. going on over there. I, I wish I wish Council Bus Parks and Rec would figure out what they're doing at Car Lake instead of chasing the national tournaments, because what they do for the kids over there for baseball mm-hmm. and some of the other stuff, fantastic. And I mean, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of volunteering. They got great baseball facilities over there as far as that goes. I'm a city, you know, they got the new, I know they got new city hall. They were talking about, where's this new, where are they building this? Because I knew they had the place, what, on, is it 13th? Or where, where's it at over there that they're building that? I'm not sure the exact street name. I know where it's at. I'm kind of a little directionally challenged, so sorry. But, but it's right next to the old building. Oh, so right okay. there on the campus. You can see the water. It's, it's stunning. And what we're trying to do is we get a lot of kids that are younger school age, but Around middle school is when they start to drop off, but isn't that when they need their most guidance? Well, right? th- there is. And, you know, my, my, my wife pointed this out to me is that, you know, if you don't think it's true, you know when most teenage pregnancies happen? Between 3 and 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. When parents are at work, nobody's home mm-hmm. to supervise. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a huge statistic that my wife was talking about one day, and it's like at first she's kind of like, oh, but then so you think about it, it's mm-hmm. so all the more reason you know you need places for kids to go. Summer baseball practice, summer activities, you know, it, it's you know, it, and listen, nothing against having kids, but I don't think we want fourteen year olds having kids, and mm-hmm. plus the other issues that come with it. So I think it's fantastic that they're doing that over there. So yeah. I, I'm very proud to say my kids play baseball, and I got a few friends. Over there, I actually really like Teton Car Lake. Yeah, it's trying. just in the wrong state. <laughs> well, yeah, technically well, it's in Iowa, but it's in Nebraska. Yeah, well, don't 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 get into that argument with anybody. It's <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we're building out. It's called the club now. Instead of the boys and girls club, it's called the club. And it's like really cool, hip. We got a bunch of video games, TVs. We're really trying to cater to the, you know, even the high schoolers, the middle schoolers, high schoolers, get them engaged. And the more that they're involved, then they want to help kind of be a big brother, big sister to the younger kids too. So I see some really bright future over there in the Carter Lake facility. Absolutely. Do they have a lot of volunteers that work over there now then? I mean, you, what, what, yeah. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing is people that have time and volunteer because they more, a lot of families, there's two person households, you know, hard to get time. So they need them mentors. They need them people around. So. Yeah. And I mean, even the, the facility we, we have over here on, on 16th, like go in, Play basketball with them. Mm-hmm. Be the ref. You know, I, I, like I, I, they just want people that want to have fun with them, yeah. like authentically, not because they have to be there because they're doing community service, but like just go have fun. Yeah, it is. Let me, I'll tell you a quick story about basketball because you went to college for it. Yeah. Where's Ashford at anyway? Ashford's in Clinton, Iowa. So you drove through it on oh, your last little okay. trip. Okay, never mind. Okay, okay. So you're here to say, I was thinking it was somewhere down further south. Okay. I don't know that you can get farther away from anywhere in, and still be in Iowa other that, than Clinton. That was my here. goal. I wanted to get in state tuition yeah. and it was a scholarship. So I'm like, hey, it's a win win. There yeah. is no farther point. <laughs> the only problem is Clinton kind of stinks. It's got that bean meal. It's all or, of the factories, yeah. Yeah, it, it, Clinton's, Clinton stinks. So I mean, just whatever so my favorite story on basketball now now hayden wrestled in junior high i started in seventh grade and so we he played basketball too in seventh grade he thought he might like it now his dad can't play basketball for squat i'm a football wrestling guy you know i i can't even shoot a layup or whatever so we're at tj seventh grade game two minutes to go there's a rebound my son hayden grabs the rebound the other kid grabs the ball hayden takes the kid flips him over the kid, other kid ended up on his back, and the other kid got the penalty, got got the foul really? for, for reaching in. Oh. And the ref came up to us after the game and says, son, have you ever thought about wrestling? It says, funny, we're leaving for a wrestling tournament in Des Moines right after this. <laughs> he says, you might want to stick to that sport. So, <laughs> so yeah, so, but, so, so, but basketball's been a big influence. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you? You are you involved much with basketball at this point then? Um, the the mentorship with the UNO Mavericks. So that's about as close as I am with basketball until my my littles get big enough. I, I hope to coach them up. I know? don't mm-hmm. think you're going to have a problem getting that job. No. <laughs> yeah. no, I think most parents will probably say, "Hey, it's all yours." Yeah. You know, just keep them safe. Well, and I don't know of anybody that'd be higher qualified for it. So that's oh, the you. if you if you go in and you say you want to coach inside the league, then and they will obviously let let your children be a part of that mm. on your team and then you just build the rest of the team around that yeah you'll yeah. be fine yeah well, my youngers okay. did the wide league they did the because they played at al here in town mm-hmm. younger and, and you know they had all kinds of parents and volunteers and, and it was good because hunter liked basketball for a while and i i just i went i supported but i'm like dad can you give me advice here i'm like no i really you know except rebound that you know i could figure that one out stealing the ball I'm pretty good at that, but as far as shooting goes, forget. What did you play? So I was like a 3-4, so depending on who I was playing against, I could be a, a small forward, but I'm a shooting guard. Okay, so, there, yeah. there, there you go. Three-pointers are my, my jam. So so you so you like the three-point line then? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yep, so, on the right side. 
on the right, right side. Yeah. So, 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 you like to prelude to Kate, play Caitlin Clark then? I, I, I... Oh my God, Caitlin is a whole nother thing. Like she is like my <laughs> idol, and she's how much younger? She's the things that she's doing. I love the awareness she's bringing to women's college sports, basketball, uh, yes, but just women's sports in general. Oh, like, period. look at the attendance; they're sold out. Pretty well, and most of their away games are sold out too. By mm-hmm. the way, they had more requests at Carver Hawkeye for season tickets for the women's games than they had seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you, and here's the thing, if you watch, you know, we're talking Iowa women's basketball, I'm going to, but the thing is, gr- gr- good players bring in good players. Before that, Megan Gustafson played for them, and she was really good All-American and all right, and then they bring in Caitlin, and they've got some other, they got a kid from, I say a kid, a young lady from Fremont, Nebraska, that I think is going to be a redshirt freshman for them this year. And some of their, yeah, everybody's complaining, well, we didn't get a center, whatever. If you look at some of the talent they're going to be bringing in, it's kind of, I think it's going to be a snowball effect over there. And it's going to be fun to watch them play this year. I'll be okay. watching a lot more women's basketball than I will be watching the Iowa men's team. That's, That's what sure. I like to hear. We're going to see a lot of updates on Iowa women's and LSU women's because of what happened uh, in the championship game, and that's to be honest, I don't think that's a bad thing. I know that there was like, I'm not convinced that all of that bad blood wasn't. Maybe a little bit of it was orchestrated, just because look what it's done, and and I think that I think it's good. I think it's good that you know the the country almost got galvanized mm-hmm. from that. So that, I think they said the women's national championship, they watched like nine or 10 million people, yeah. TV viewers. It was one of the highest rated shows of all college sports all year last year was that game. That's how many people were turned into it. Yeah. And funniest part I saw two nights ago was Halloween. This is on Facebook. Somebody over to court, this was like an Iowa awesome or whatever. There was one family that was like the Iowa women's basketball team. And then the other family that was the LSU basketball team. And they both had, they had Lisa Bluter on one end. And then they had the coach from LSU and the other picture to like right next door to each other. Oh, it was freaking classic. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever thought I would have never thought in my lifetime, you'd see that. And, Who's talking about the Iowa men's basketball? I know yeah. I, I'm not. You know, Nebraska hasn't had an NCAA team. Probably the best team in the Midwest right now is probably either Creighton or Iowa State in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear much about them. You're hearing about, hey, what are the Iowa women doing? What's, mm-hmm. you know, what's LSU? I mean, it's, it's it, to my mind, it's pretty fantastic. So, and the basketball is frankly better. It is. It is. It's more uh, of a team sport. And, like, if you talk to the girls, you, I'm sure you've heard so many interviews, but Caitlin gets a lot of the spotlight, but she always just pushes it back on her team. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that says so much about her character, the women that they're they're choosing to be on the Iowa team. Like, they are a family. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's inspiring. Yeah. Big Ten Network's supposed to be having a deal with they, – they took a trip to Europe for, like, 10 days, you know, where they could play so many games. I guess they have that, the whole tour, what that was all about. Oh, fun. Supposed to be on Big Ten Network, I think, sometime this week. It might have aired last night, but I saw that, but I thought that was pretty cool. I've thought for a long time that when you want to get to the sport that Dr. Naismith intended when when he created this sport, I think that the high school girls basketball game is as close to that mm-hmm. as oh, yeah. you can get. Mm-hmm. Because if you take a look, you know, if he were to magically just be able to reappear and take a look at the NBA, 
No, that's not it. That's not the game. Yeah. You know, the idea was he put the he put the peach basket at ten feet so nobody could touch it. Mm-hmm. He never imagined anyone being able to touch it. So you look at the high school girls game and the teamwork, which is what he was intending when he created the game. Mm-hmm. The passing, the different angles and everything that has to happen. That's where it's at. And I used to love broadcasting girls basketball, especially at the state tournament level, because it's very high quality. The skill level is very high. And these young ladies were as much, if not more competitive than you were seeing on the boys side. Oh yeah, yeah. They they don't take the they're 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 not boys, you know. After the game, they're high fiving each other. Girls like, no, I'm gonna get that. Blah blah blah. We'll see you again. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There there will be another be another round. So obviously we talked about trade. We're kind of talking about trades, and so we're kind of going around here a little bit. Obviously, your background is not with the trades, but you got a lot of family that's in the oh, trades yeah. and, yeah. and understand hard work. I, I mean, your, your, your dad was a deputy here for a long mm-hmm. time. Yep. And so, you know, when you're taught, when we're talking to, to the younger generation, you know, about opportunities and look, obviously you had a chance to go follow a dream, go play basketball, go hang out in Florida. And then she moved back to council Bluffs. So <laughs> I don't think it was because of the weather. I, I, I no, think we've got good. that figured out, but she's got a great family here. But if you, you know, you got young kids, but you, you're dealing with men, you're dealing with quite a bit of mentoring, actually. What are you telling, what would you be telling kids if they come to you or if someone asks for advice, you know, when they're in high school, trades or, you know, what they're doing? What would you, what would you tell the 15 year old Kendra if she was trying to decide, or one of your friends, you know, at that age? What would you be telling that person knowing what you know today? Knowing what I know today is, their success comes in all different ways. And it's not so much about the credentials you have, it's about the work ethic that you have. Like you mentioned, I come from a great family. My dad's a retired deputy sheriff. My mom has always been my biggest cheerleader. She's the head of PTA. You know, she was the mom that really just juggled everything for us. Mm -hmm. And from a young age, my dad was made it very clear, if you want that car, you got to have a job outside of all these. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you want to get somewhere, you got to put the work in. You just didn't want to pull on you over. That, that, that's <laughs> a... <laughs> if I had to talk to a 15-year-old today, I would say, find something you like and then work really, really hard at it. If you, if that's sports and you see somebody doing 10 free throws, do 15. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit more. When it comes to the skill trades, my uncle owns his own concrete company. Mm-hmm. I know what hard work looks like. My brother, he works for CNA Skills. He's been there for 11 oh, yeah. years. That's hard work. That is. That's hard work. And dedication and the loyalty, you know what I mean? I think that you don't have to have a college degree to be successful. It worked out for me, but I'm in sales. You don't need a college degree to be in sales. Yeah. I, I don't know if your dad had a college degree, but I don't think Rand, Randall. No, my dad Randall, didn't. My mom didn't. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, they both, they're both very successful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know Randall's been successful. You've had other family members that have done very well for themselves in the community. And I, I think it says, you know, hard, hard, hard work will be talent if if talent doesn't work hard any day of the week and you know obviously you know you've taken some of your skill sets to some opportunities 
you're in a pretty cool place in your life at this point. Life life's pretty good for you right now. Well, I've worked for it. Yes, right? you, yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't giving to you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you you see somebody who it, it seems like is finally getting to kind of that, that that peak in their career, right? Well, you don't see all the millions of phone calls I've had to make, or the partners that I've had to do, or the networking events four times a week while my husband's at home taking care of our kids. Like it's all sacrifice, but it's for the better good. It's mm-hmm. the example I want to lead for them, right? Yeah. I, I see. I see. From we don't knowing what I know now, but I didn't know joining into this. I don't. I, I don't think you've hit your peak by any stretch. Of I hope not. I hope uh, I got I, a couple I, more levels to go. I, I, you know, whether it's within ADP or if you event and great company, you're doing well with them. You're obviously happy, but I I see some stuff, especially with some of the volunteer stuff, to where. You, you know, you talk about maybe the business coaching or, you know, I, I think there's some stuff that, you know, that what you're doing now, if you decide to stay there, great. But if you decide to do your own thing or you get an opportunity, I think you could really excel at. So a master's yeah. in leadership. Maybe I should have you come talk to my franchise. Learn <laughs> thing. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. So, so I think that's fantastic. I, and we're gonna have to talk more about that too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You know, and skilled trades—they're one of our number one industries. So I speak with plumbers, HVAC, you know, masonry, all day long. Manufacturers. I mean, you guys are the guys I want to talk with because mm. you got—you have the passion to start something up. And maybe you just need a little bit of help on the other stuff, the back end stuff, right? Let me ask you a question. I used to talk about that. You deal with all these people. Has has the ADP ever developed a pro something to where, you know, pe- trying to get people into the trades? Ha- have you guys ever been approached as far as the company goes about helping to recruit to the trade? Not for for specifically skilled trades, but what we have is we have a recruiting services team. So a lot of people, when they need help finding a job, they will go out and go find a recruiter. Well, with us, typically, typically that's about a 30% of the annual base salary. That's a big chunk of change. Mm-hmm. With us, if you're a partner with us, it's only 10%. So depending on the level, you okay. know, the higher levels, they're 15%. So we will help you get staffed up mm-hmm. and be cost effective for you. But as far as going out into like the colleges and doing that, ADP doesn't really focus That's on not that. I'm just seeing, but with one in five uh, people in the workforce, and, and mm-hmm. I, I can see where they, they maybe don't want to kind of but you, you're kind of like right in that ball field to where that would make, I mean, I could see that as a spinoff yeah. as a, to a different company because you have the access to that resources. Well, and we do performance managements too. We have trainings, you know, we have ADP University. So that goes along to skilled trades too, not just white collar companies, you know. Mm. We'll come out, we'll even give you your team OSHA trainings, right? So it's like anything that involves your business and training your employees, so you guys do so, 10 yeah. to 30 hour OSHA training? We have a risk and safety advisor that will come out and help you with those. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. By the way, the 30 hour OSHA training really sucks. <laughs> I can tell you that firsthand. <laughs> but it's a necessary evil. So, you know, it, it is. What it, I didn't. Uh, you just, uh, they're, they're just turning all, all kinds of apples. <laughs> well, I'm good. The, the conversation's kind of evolved. And hopefully the listeners, too, it sparks some interest. And they can reach out and see if they have. If they need help, and I can help them. If a person wants to get a hold of you, and, and don't and don't call her at two o'clock in the morning because she's gonna be in bed. She's got kids, so leave her alone <laughs> so she can sleep. But if a person wants to get a hold of you to talk about ADP, the products, the services you offer, or at least to put you in the right direction to, to help an employer or an employee, whatever the situation is. What's the best way to 
get a, get a hold of you, yeah. get a hold of you or your ADP. However, I'll leave that up to you. How much information you want to put? Well, call me. Call my cell phone because when again, when you think when people in Council Bluffs think of ADP, I want them to call me. I'm what you get when you sign up with ADP. Yeah, I have the backing of a Fortune 500 company, but you get me. So my cell phone is 402-618-1603. Fantastic. You know, I had to tell my mother, my mother-in-law's mom once, that she had reminded me that the Omaha area code three t- one time was 402. She told me this three times he yelled it in my ear. <laughs> you know, I've never forgot what the zip area code is in Omaha. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> It's like the old grandma yelling in your ear. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Hey, I'm glad you came today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of Circle of Trades. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Until then, take care.